Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we, we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We, we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Abundance coach Christy Whitman joined us and gave us a great story that shows exactly why you need to follow your yes, even when the person giving you advice is a so-called expert. Christy, it would be so great if you would do us a huge favor. Help us illustrate the importance of following your yes, your inner guidance in partnerships. And where I'd like to actually start is, let's start with a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in the moment you didn't, you didn't really realize you had a yes, but now you look back and you're going, geez, that was so clear. My gut was telling me what to do. I didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Yeah, I, I, that's a, I have a big one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started working with a coach um, years ago. It was probably about 15 years ago. And he was a business coach. And I wanted to speak in colleges. And I wanted to help empower young girls to learn the information that I now teach. And um, he was like, no, you don't want to speak to girls on you know, empowerment. There's too many speakers doing that. And, 
and he's like, you know, you've got a book because I had my second book I wrote was on how to heal from a suicide because my sister had committed suicide, and it was a spiritual approach to healing when someone you know has has been left by someone that has done that. And so he's like, you know, this is what you need to do. You need to go and speak in colleges on how they can prevent suicide prevention because colleges are going to be able to, you know, they're going to they're going to pay for that. It's going to really help you. Um, you need to write two books. You need to write a book on, you know, high school and on on college on what to do when your college friends are suicidal. And um, he's like, interview, you know, experts in your field. And I was a pharmaceutical at the rep. I called on psychiatrists. Um, so it was really easy for me to, to um, interview them and do all this sort of stuff. But every ounce of my body kept telling me, no, I don't want to do that. I want to speak to <laughs> girls. <laughs> and I want to speak to girls in college on empowerment, universal laws. And he's like, there's too many people doing that. So um, I listened to him and his guidance because he was the guru. He knew what was best, right? Uh, clearly, I didn't because I was just starting out. At least that's what I thought back then. Mm -hmm. So I did this. I spent all this money. I got these books self-published. Um, they're fantastic books um, and created these brochures and all that stuff. And I started speaking and it actually did get, he was right. I got my foot in the door and got hired because people were, um, you know, wanting to hear this information as a preventative thing, or I was getting called into colleges because some college student had just committed suicide. Mm. So I was walking into these horrible situations where all these students were completely down and depressed and in grief um, because their friend had just committed suicide and I'm supposed to now come in and tell them what are all the signs after the fact. Mm. And it just was, you know, I had to tell my sister's story over and over again. Um, and it just did not feel good. And the mo the moment, and, and I also didn't appreciate traveling. I was, you know, just in my relationship with my husband and, um, every time I left, I was like, I don't want to be traveling alone. He's home. And you know, what if when we have kids, how am I going to do this? This is not what I want to do. And the moment I said, you know what? I don't want to speak on suicide prevention. I don't want to do this. This is not who I am. This is not my path. Just a few weeks after that, my um, inspiration and guidance came through me to create the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is where I certify law of attraction coaches. And it came through and it was in 2008 and uh, I've been certifying coaches ever since. And that's where my passion is. That's mm. where my purpose is. Nice. And I, I love that story because it, it illustrates so well how we will give up our authority. Oh, yes. Oh, well, I paid this guy. He's the authority. So therefore, no matter what I feel, he's right. Yeah, exactly. I got to listen to him because, you know, he's the he's the guru. He's yeah. the guy. He's he's the authority. And we do mm -hmm. that a lot. We give other people the authority over us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's flip this around. Let, let's take a look at a moment in time when, yeah, you had a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. You know, I did this the other night. My husband, um, I, we actually live in Scottsdale half the year, and um, we escaped the winters of Montreal. And my, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we're now in Scottsdale, and my husband always goes home in January, um, and I, you can't pay me to go there in January. So um, he, he goes there to visit his uh, family because his dad and his sister have their birthdays. And um, it was Sunday and they were all getting together with them. And before he left, we had, my sons and I had done a happy birthday video, grandpa and happy birthday video, Valerie, you know, and um, 
so Sunday, you know, it's it's later in the evening. I'm tired. I'm now like a, taking care of the boys who are six and seven. So it's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm exhausted, you know. And so he texts me and he said, hey, do you want to FaceTime with Valerie and my dad and say happy birthday? And I just put the phone down and I was like, do I want to FaceTime and say happy birthday? And I'm like, no, I do not. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't feel like being social. The kids are upstairs. They're working on Legos. They're quiet. I'm having a moment. And I just told him, I said, I'm sorry. I'm just not in that space. Please give him all my love. Show him the videos. Um, You know, but it's like, I'm exhausted. And so I said, it's a no for me. And he, with that language, he understands that if it's a little no, it's a no. And this was a big no. So um, he respected that. And I was able to honor myself. That. It's fantastic. My favorite part about that, Christy, is that it's it's a very common day-to-day occurrence. Yes. <laughs> it's not, because a lot of us think that, you know, oh, our yes is this giant epiphany of my world's changing. And it's like, no, it's like, do I want to talk to someone? No. Yeah. We, we did that after Christmas. My family got together Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You know, I have a big Italian family. It's loud. You know, it's a lot of fun and everything. But come Monday morning, after the whole festivities of Christmas and all that's involved with having a six and a seven year old and, you know, the elf on the shelf and all the stuff, <laughs> you know, um, I I was just tired. And my, my family wanted to get together again that night and go over my uncle's house. And I just said, no, I, I, I can't. It's it's too much for me. I'd love to see all of you again, but it's just I, I no. <laughs> so they all went. I didn't. And it, it's okay. I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. They were fine, you know, but it's like I had to honor myself. And and the old me wouldn't have done that. Old me would have went out of obligation because I had to. But it's interesting because now as I say, uh, no, that's not going to work for me. They all respect that. But if I would have come from that wishy-washy, oh, God, I'll be guilty if oh, I'll feel bad, you know, they would have then you know, talked me into it. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? La, la, you know, but because I was so shifted inside that it was like, yeah, that's too much for me. And that's not going to work for me. You guys have fun. They were like, okay, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. The great stories. Thank you so much for sharing those, Christy. You're welcome. Relationship dating and bereavement expert, Shelly Whitehead comes to us all the way from England to share exactly where to find your yes. Shelly, I'd, I'd love it if you'd do us a favor and, and help give us some, some examples of times, well, I guess more than times, but actually how important it is to follow your yes, follow that internal guidance that we have in our partnerships. And let's start with an example, a time in your life when, well, you did not follow your yes. Maybe in the moment you didn't really realize you had one, but then when mm-hmm. you look back, you're like, wow, that was clear. You know, my gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I didn't do it. Oh, Tell us about that time. This is such a fabulous story because um, I think when, when I had the interview with you, I said to you that uh, fear often pops up mm-hmm. um, when something really good comes along. Um, so, we, you know, we'll be working from our fear, uh, conscious, unconscious fear part. So for me, um, I was dating, and a girlfriend of mine 
um, called me up and said, I need to give your number to someone who is as mad as you are. So we smiled and laughed and I said, yeah, I wasn't too sure. She said, look, you've got to meet this guy. He's my architect. And so I agreed and, you know, I got this voice calling me on the phone, making arrangements for the date. And I met him and he was really lovely, very open and um, kind of, you know, he was ticking a lot of boxes. So it was a definite yes. And what happened? I did what I tell my clients not to do. I started thinking too much. Yeah. And uh, I had a second date with him, which was yeah, really nice. And But I don't know what happened on the way home because he fetched me for the second date. And I sort of said to him, you know, I've got so much going on in my life and this is not really the right timing. And I could see he really liked me. And this was a real yes thing. But I wasn't listening. I was in my head. And I kind of ended it. But very, very luckily for me, he was quite persistent and he was there and he didn't give up on me. Otherwise, I would have given up the best relationship of my life. Mm. And because he didn't give up on me, I am in the best relationship of my life. But that's because of him and not because of me. I didn't listen to my yes. My gut was telling me exactly what to do. And I didn't do it. Yeah, that is such a great example, Shelley. Because I, I mean, we've all been there, right? <laughs> we mm -hmm. talked ourselves out of something we knew was a good thing, mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. went through and we went, nope, 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 nope. Oh no, I'm busy. Uh, I've got stuff. Other things should be more important than this. And we come up with all these rationales yeah. to not have what makes us happy. And I can't tell you, my girlfriends were ready to just shake me. Until I fell apart, because they're just kind of saying, you know, there were two of them, and they're just saying, what is with you? You're the relationship coach. You're the expert in this area. And I'm saying, well, I don't know. And funnily, when I, um, he, he said to me, come for coffee and come and have a look at my place, which is beautifully designed. And I got to the door, and he came downstairs, and he said to me, what's your story? And I looked at him and this unconscious answer bubbled forth and I said, I'm He said, well, why didn't you tell me? I said, well, I didn't know. <laughs> and that really is the answer. So we may even be, you know, this person who's the expert in the area, but we're human at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. You actually got cut off. You said you're what when he asked you? Um, he said to me, what is your story? And I said to him, because it was an unconscious answer that came up, I just answered and I said, I'm scared. Ah. ah. And he said, well, why didn't you tell me? And I shrugged my shoulders and I said, well, I didn't know, you know, up until this very moment. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of the most amazing relationship. Wow. Um, being in a very conscious relationship with someone who's done the work, who is open to working on a relationship, who's been involved in therapy and... Um, so very, very conscious, very aware, and uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that that is such a great example because we do that. We talk mm -hmm. ourselves out of it. And, and, you know, I love what you said there at the end about, you know, it's a very conscious relationship. You've, you've both done your work. You're, you're, you're growing. You're learning. And I think so many times we, we think we want somebody who's done. They're mm -hmm. perfect. They've done all the work and they have no issues anymore. Mm -hmm. As opposed to somebody who's on a journey just like we are. Mm 
And so you can appreciate where each of you are and you can support each other instead of going, well, he's done. Well, if you really got into a relationship with somebody who's done and you're not, mm -hmm. how comfortable is that going to be? Yeah, it's a mismatch. Yeah, total mismatch. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole thing about, you know, the more we're doing, the less we're done. We're never done. The work's never done. There will always be challenges. There will always be obstacles. But it's how you deal with them. And when you, you know, working from the same page or someone said once upon a time, I don't know where it was, when you're looking out the same window, um, that's when you, you know, you really are, are working together. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Well, let's flip this around, Shelley. Take us to a moment in time when you did have a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us how that story went. That was back in 2011. Um, actually, it goes back to 2010. I had a business meeting um, with someone, part of a sales team, uh, for an upcoming business course in London. And I got this gut feeling. Um, I just knew in chatting to this guy, I had to do the course. It was a very expensive um, business course, but I just knew. And in fact, when the course started in 2011, I wasn't ready for the first intake, but it was the second intake because I was traveling quite a bit earlier on in that year. And uh, I went into the second group. It was, without a doubt, one of the very, very best things I ever did in terms of defining and niching who I am, what I do, and my business. Um, and it was not a decision I made with my head because if I made that decision with my head, I would have thought, this is far too expensive to do right now. Let me just wait a couple of years. But I just went with that gut feeling completely. And it has turned out to be um, one of the best and most wonderful decisions I've ever made. Moving with, you know, with all the movers and shakers, with all the support, huge networks. It's added a richness, direction and purpose to my life and the work that I do. Wonderful. Well, you, you've made me think of another question, if you don't mind. <laughs> sure, go for it. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest challenges I hear from, from our listeners is they're like, I never know how to tell if it's really my yes or if I'm just, you know, it's my background, my, my education, my mental capacity trying to jump in. So how do you distinguish a yes versus, you know, just your mind trying to convince you of things? It's a great question, Ken, and this is where I say to clients, um, where are you feeling in your body? Identify where you feel. So um, for me, I feel in my solar plexus. For some clients, they feel in their chest, some feel in their throat, some in the pit of the stomach. Once you identify where you're feeling, you then ask yourself, what am I feeling? And when you know what you're feeling, are you afraid, are you happy, are you excited, are you angry, um, you've identified the feeling. You don't have to think about it. You've just got to identify what you're feeling. So when you need to know where your yes comes from, it's a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. We all have a gut feeling. But sometimes we shut it off. We go back into thinking and we start analyzing. So that gut feeling is the thing you know, Malcolm Gladwell <clears throat> excuse me, talks about in Blink. It's just that knowingness in your gut, your intuition. It's how I coach. I use my intuition. I get that gut feeling. I get a sense of 
It's not a thinking of, it's not a knowing of, it's a sensing of. And that gut feeling is what you've got to listen to. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I love that last piece you said about, you know, when you're coaching, it's not a thinking thing. It's, it's you're getting guided. you got a gut feeling about it. Mm. And I don't know about you, but for me personally, if I'm working with a client and I notice that it's all coming from my head, it feels mm -hmm. off mm. because it doesn't feel like it's about them. It's more generic knowledge yeah. than what's really going on with this individual. Absolutely. You're spot on there. You really are. So it's yeah, that sense of knowing me, sense of feeling you. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Shelley. These have been super helpful. You're very welcome. Thank you so much um, for um, bringing me onto your program. It's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.